0: Bonjour and welcome to the Recruitment Flex. And Shelly, this is a little bit of a different episode. We are Mm -hmm. doing our prediction show for 2024. But before we do that, we're going to look at our predictions of 2023. Also, what surprised us the most?
1: I can't wait. This is one of the episodes I look forward to. We're kind of doing
0: a little bit different because in the past we brought in other guests and I'm like... Mm -hmm. No, we should just do it, me and you, because that Mm -hmm. way we can live and die off our predictions and just say, ah, that was just like... (laughs) Last year, we had Kim Wilkinson, and I think she got most of them wrong. No, I'm kidding. I think she didn't get most (laughs) of them right. We love Kim. And we also did a flashback with Chad and Cheese. So this year, Mm -hmm. it's just me and you, because we're going to be held accountable to it. So, Shelly, I want to put a little bit of a wager On the table. Okay. Okay. We are doing around three predictions each. We're also going to do personal and professional predictions, but let's say Mm -hmm. there is one prediction that this is a prediction that's going to be right. If my prediction is right and yours is wrong, you're buying me dinner. And if it's the opposite, I'm buying you dinner, which makes me really nervous because (laughs) buying dinner for me is (laughs) like Chick fil A or five guys and buying dinner for you is a michelin <laughs> restaurant so this is, there's a lot of risk on my side here of doing this Do you know
1: what i thought you were gonna say <laughs> i thought you were gonna say that i would buy you dinner and if i'm right you'll buy me coffee
0: okay deal Deal. It's done. That's what we're doing. I like it. Oh,
1: shoot. I should have just left it. So we'll go with that
0: wager. So
1: what do you want to start with?
0: So the first prediction was yours. Mm -hmm. So here was your predictions. The conditions are perfect. Women will take on traditionally male-dominated roles and be welcomed in. Shelly, do you want to be more general in that prediction? Because how... (laughs) Can we even measure that? I don't even know if you're right or wrong. I was looking for data that would tell me that this happened. It didn't happen. My gut feeling is not a good prediction. What was your take?
1: There's so much that happened because you remember the two years before surge. All we heard about was diversity, equity, and inclusion. And maybe I was just trying to be hopeful. That we would finally see some traction that women would be comfortable taking on traditional male roles. Unfortunately, maybe some things will never change because if anything, we saw this smoke bomb of AI came roaring through and it really threw the focus off. At least the diversity piece, equity for sure, there's one or two small wins throughout the year. But not as hopeful. Yeah. I was really hopeful that everything that would happen, we would see people start to turn the corner, like society start to turn the corner. But unfortunately, I don't see enough good signs out there. Shelley, let's put this in context.
0: There's the other side of it. Did women want? To take on traditional male-dominated roles?
1: I was thinking much broader than just construction or heavy equipment or trades, because the IT industry, the software development industry, is heavily dominated by men. Maybe there was a little more inroads there, but not to the degree. And even though they say we'd like to have more women in the C-suite – If anything, I heard more women being honest this year to say, I don't want the stress that comes with that. I want to have a balanced life. And I don't think it's just women. I was just going to say that. I, I think it's not.
0: That has been across the board, right? A lot of people are considering what's important to them. Yeah, And maybe the C-suite does not bring the balance and it's not what I'm trying to achieve in my career. Maybe my priorities are different. I, I think we'll start seeing a shift. We're seeing some industries where we're seeing a lot more women. The tech industry, as an example, like cybersecurity is one that the numbers are, are getting closer and closer to having as many women as men entering the field new, right? Because there is an opportunity there. But is it a bad thing to say that maybe there is less women than men that want to be software developers? Is it a bad thing to say there is less men than women that want to be nurses or, or that type of role or teachers? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are, are we trying to fit square peg in a round hole sometimes and being like everything has to be equal? I'm not 100% sure that is the right thing. I will say that your prediction was wrong, Shelly. Oh, okay. I'm just going to say no it. No problems. So I had a prediction, and this was literally like a couple of weeks after ChatGPT came out. Mm-hmm. And my prediction said that AI, generative AI, will cause ripples of opportunities and concerns in the world of work. And was I so right? I was so right. Shall we?
1: You absolutely were. Can you, say, were. Uh, Can you say you
0: were right? I, I just you like, were right. Oh, perfect. Thank you.
1: You were absolutely spot on, Serge. I didn't really see it until probably March or April, but I remember the day you called me and said, have you seen this? And <laughs> you were showing me chat GPT. Have you seen this? This is going to change the world. This is the moment in history we should never forget. That's how enthusiastic you were. And people were still going, what? It it does what?
0: But you know what? I'm still a little bit surprised is there is still a large portion of the population that doesn't know what open AI, chat GPT, generative AI. I think we're a little bit in an echo chamber here where obviously it affects what we do dramatically but someone working in trades, do they really understand how big last year was with AI? I, I see it as the biggest change since the mobile phone. Like the mobile smartphone mm-hmm. was a big mm-hmm. change. And mm-hmm. I think right now we are 10 to 15 years later of the first iPhone. And we don't really know what the long-term impact to our society That the mobile smartphone has brought. I think there's some really good things. I don't know if you've read this recently, but I've been reading a lot about it. Matt scores in our high school and junior high schools and even elementary are dramatically down in the last five years, even before the pandemic. And there are some people saying a big reason is the smartphone. I guess what I'm saying is, what will AI bring to us in 10 years? Is it going to be overly positive for the human race? Will we see a negative impact in the long run? Or is it just a natural progression know. of what we're doing?
1: I wish I knew what we've seen even in the last 12 months. And we were now beginning to realize that AI had been around for a lot longer but just was not something that was in front of us, like in in public view. I think you're right. This is just the beginning. Because when you look back to some of the predictions about apps being developed and how many apps people download, search. when was the last time you downloaded an app on your phone?
0: Oh, I don't know. Last week? I do download quite a bit of apps and I let them go pretty quickly, depending on what it is. I'm always looking for the next great thing that will make my life easier is, and so I don't have shopping therapy, it's app therapies. Oh, oh. this tool is going to make me way better at what I do. And okay. usually it lasts like a week and I get You're
1: bored. unusual though. Cause I think, you know, when we look back to the original advent of the uh, smartphone, the predictions were being that this entire industry of developing apps, and it certainly did come on like great guns. But I can't remember the last time I downloaded an app.
0: Shelly, I have a concern with all of this because I, I feel that all our top engineering tech talent is focused on apps or advertising clicks instead of building the next great things that will actually impact our society.
1: So I read a great article this week on Google Gemini AI. Yeah. and wow, it it just stopped me in my tracks. I just recently had a conversation about quantum computing. And Gemini AI by Google is incredible. That was the first thing I thought of. And that was just announced like five days ago.
0: Yeah, I saw the demo. Some of it was fake. It's really impressive. And it's impressive, the progress in the last year, but 2024 is going to blow our mind with the progress of AI. So I guess it was right on that one. Kudos to me. Another one that you did have in this one, I think will turn out. So throw back to 1967, drop out and do your own things. Student debts and neptune promise from post-secondary institutions will drive more of the gig economy. Shelly, you were right because we're seeing it firsthand in the financial results of Upwork and Fiverr, who are probably two of the only companies in 2023 in this space that grew substantially. So we're seeing that
1: Uber Sorry. did too. Uber did and Lyft, basically the gig economy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, I think we saw it. And I I am more concerned with the Upwork and the Fivers because of a lot of it is white collar type of freelancing, Mm -hmm. which fits really in in our audience. And it makes Mm -hmm. me think of how many recruiters are taking advantages of platforms like Upwork to get work. I think we're going to see it more and more in 2024. I saw a recent article. It was a CEO of a large company. And he's like, people just don't care about Driving profits for shareholders yeah, anymore, no <laughs> and he was saying this. It was a bad I know, thing. I know. Like, what serious. happened to our society that people don't give a fuck about a shareholder becoming a billionaire? And I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Part of the mentality of where we're going that mm-hmm. we are going to be doing a lot more freelance, and, and there's a prediction there. This is a long term prediction, and I read it. So, 2030. The majority of the workforce will be working either in a gig or freelance type of environment. And I'm going to say that it could happen. Mm -hmm. It's not out of the realm. I know seven years looks like a long time, but it's not a long time at all, like with the progress that we're seeing. So kudos to you. Good prediction. And the last prediction was from me, YouTube shorts will dominate as TikTok goes off the air. So my prediction here was TikTok would uh, get canceled in the US. That did not happen. And YouTube shorts did not grow as much as I thought it did. It did grow fairly Mm -hmm. substantially, but not to the point of where it's reaching anywhere near TikTok's numbers. But in all fairness, we're seeing a slowdown on TikTok, especially with teenagers. And That is very scary for a social media platform. You start losing the teenagers. You start gaining the Gen X, the boomers, which the numbers still look good, but we're definitely less engaged and less sexy to advertisers than the teenagers on the platform. So we might Mm -hmm. start seeing the downfall of TikTok, but I think it's the long game here.
1: I would say... I think you can take a point for this one, Serge, because according to Marketing News Canada, and we're talking as recent as the end of November, they are reporting that TikTok, although it's barely ahead of its main competitors, Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts are gaining ground. In fact, Instagram Reels' weekly usage among teens has risen to 30%, while uh, Shorts reached 15%. So you were onto something, you were just really bold to come out and say that one was going to dominate the other. What we're seeing a year later is what you said is absolutely true, that TikTok will fall out of fashion. And that is starting to happen.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll see. Shelly, let's move on to the things that surprised us in 2023. Mm -hmm. And this is brought to you by Mitova.
1: Shelly, are you tired of the same old outsourcing woes? Well, say hello to nearshoring. It's like outsourcing, but closer, and it won't make you pull your hair out.
0: Picture this, top-notch IT talent from Latin America.
1: Many Latin American IT professionals have strong English language skills and even live in the same time zone. So no more midnight conference calls, hallelujah. Plus, Latin America's growing tech ecosystem, strong educational institutions, and a pool of skilled IT professionals make it the perfect region for recruiting talent.
0: I have the perfect company that does this. The company's name is Matova. They have local experts who handle everything from recruiting to HR support.
1: So why settle for the same old outsourcing blues when you can have the nearshoring party with Matova? Look
0: them up at metova.com and let's get the fiesta started. So Shelly, you go first and you can do professional. You can do personally.
1: Okay. Okay. But what surprised
0: you in 2023?
1: If I reflect back and put some serious thought into this of the things that surprised me that I didn't see coming in 2023. So in the TA industry, BC passed the law for pay transparency. That surprised me because I thought it was going to be Ontario. Ontario had lots of momentum, but for BC to pull out ahead surprised me.
0: BC for audience not in Canada is British Columbia.
1: Oh, yes. We've got a worldwide audience, Shelley. You're (laughs) going to point this out. Sorry. Yes. Here in Canada, the province of British Columbia Pulled out in front and passed pay transparency laws this year when I thought it would be Ontario, which is a much, much bigger province. And also, Ontario has been working on it for a lot longer. So that was a surprise. Also, again, just speaking to the TA industry, I was really surprised by the huge popularity of TikTok career advisors. I know we talked about it. But I didn't realize the appetite. People were just starving for somebody help me. Somebody help me with my job search. Finding a job is hard. It's really hard. You think, oh, you know what? I've got all these skills. I'm going to leave my job and find another one. Only to find out it's really a lot of work. And that leads me to the last thing that I think lines up with that. And that is our friend, Joel Lalji. He's really open about the struggles he had to all the financial obligations. And he wasn't that successful. But what he hit on was just that career advice. And watching his success in 2023, I think even he's surprised by the amount of success he has had this year. We saw him speak at RecFest and he admitted it was his first public speaking gig. Yet he has created this online advisory brand of himself, and he's just become incredibly successful. Big round of applause for Joel for catching that wave and riding it.
0: And Joel deserves it because Joel is actually authentic and knows what he's talking about. He's been a recruiter. He's been on both side of the shoe or both side of the fence, both side of the
1: shoe. <laughs> Honestly, Serge, this is what makes you so endearing. <laughs> both side of the fence,
0: he understands, and it, it comes across authentic. And yeah, we have seen. I'm on TikTok. All these career advisors show up. Most of them have never recruited a day in their life, and they are giving bad advice to people looking for jobs, creating even more noise, which is not what we're looking for. Honestly, they're just trying to take advantage. They're seeing a niche of people are starved for this and be like, why can I do that? It's like me giving advice on how to build a spaceship. I could read some things on chat GPT and say it, but it doesn't mean I know what I am talking about. And we're seeing a lot of that. Perfect. Anything personally or professionally that uh, surprised you for 2023?
1: So, personally, nah, I think I'm my boring self. Professionally, I would have to say I mean, I knew that someday I would do it, but I didn't know who. But having Leah Sobring join the higher value team, wow, I pinch myself on a regular basis. <laughs> Like, is this real to have someone so incredibly competent, like hiring someone who's better than me at so many things? I really do believe it's been an absolute turning point in my company was hiring Leah.
0: I was just waiting for personally, you were going to say that you finally met the man of your dreams, but I guess that is my prediction for 2024. Shelly meets the man of her dreams.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, I doubt it. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but now it's your turn. We're going to turn tables on search. Yeah, Three so things that I, surprised you. The biggest
0: thing that surprised me was, remember in January or December last year, we were talking about indeed launching paper applicant, And I had my doubts on it, but when it launched, I'm like, there's no turning back. And in the long run, I thought indeed would make it successful. Mm-hmm. It didn't pan out the way that Indy thought it would, but I'm just surprised that they gave up so quickly because honestly, more and more that I have thought about it, this is exactly where the industry is. And Steven Rotberg talked about it during our episode with the Job Board Geeks. Companies are going to start incentivizing quality instead of quantity and indeed was leading that i think this is an opportunity for every other job site out there to figure out what indeed did wrong and just do it better because i do think this is where the market is going so i'm surprised that they gave up so quickly but they have something up their sleeves i don't know what it is but i'm assuming they have figured out something in their testing that will come out in 2024 that will be the next evolution of this. The other thing that I was surprised is I know one of my predictions that AI or OpenAI ChatGPT was going to make massive ripples. I did not think it was going to be as massive and as big part of our conversation. That was one of the biggest surprises. And the other surprise for me, Shelley, was the labor market shifted Way more dramatically than I thought it would. It really shifted into an employer market almost overnight in the start of 2023. And I think we're seeing that right now. So those were the biggest things. And personally, there's not much to change. I'm trying to keep babies alive. I guess they're no longer babies, but I'm just trying to maintain A very busy household with three little girls that are just getting cuter and sweeter every day. Shelly, I want to jump into our predictions for this year. Okay. I'm going to go first. Okay. Okay. I think I've said this on other shows, but I didn't say it on this show. This is the year that Recruit Holdings, the owners of Glassdoor, and indeed and multiple staffing firms in Japan are going to acquire zip recruiters. As I stated before in a show, I think they're acquiring ZipRecruiter because ZipRecruiter is got some serious bank covenants and the stock market performance has not been great. It makes a whole lot of sense for recruit because the SMBs is still something that I wouldn't say is their strong suit. Obviously, they do have a large Market, but I think it could be a lot bigger by acquiring Zip Recruiter. And I think it's going to be cheap to buy Zip in the context of things. So that's my first prediction. Okay. I have a bold one here. And this is one that I've changed my mind on this. With the advent of a labor market shift, AI type of applications, multiple applications to multiple jobs with international applicants across the board. I think the very quick one-click apply is going to become obsolete, if not disappear altogether. I think we're taking a step back because the labor market has shifted. Employers do have a bigger say than they did a year ago, two years ago. And to that focus of quality I think there's going to be more screening questions. I don't think we're going back to the 45 minute application bullshit of the old school ATS, but I think there's going to be a lot more screening type of questions before applications go true. Screening, testing up front, I think is something that we're going to see more. And I think that one click apply to every job is going to disappear For a lot of roles, not all roles. I don't think it's going to disappear with retail, hospitality, high volume hiring. But what's your thoughts on those two? Then I'll give you my last prediction. So is Recruit going to buy Zip?
1: I don't think so. I think Recruit is going a different route. I don't think they need more market share. I believe that Recruit remains committed to their mission. And quality of hire is a two-way street, right? So a good candidate experience means you got a job that you're happy with. And you stole my thunder because that's one of my predictions as well, is around assessment. I think recruit and or indeed is going to be on a path of finding a way, an easy way, not cumbersome, but finding an easier way for job seekers to find the right job and not just spray it all over the place, as well as for employers to make better decisions. And I think Zip Recruiter, there's a lot of pressure from investors. Where's my money? Yeah. Like, hold on a minute here. You haven't done anything you said you were going to do. I agree that Zip is probably for sale, but I don't think it's going to be recruit holdings that buys them. All right. I guess we will see.
0: And I feel like you're holding on to something about Indeed that you're just not sharing. So I'll let it be for now, but I can see that twinkle in your eyes when you talk about Indeed. What's your thoughts on the quick apply or easy apply or that one click apply becoming obsolete outside of those high volume? You're a hundred percent
1: right. You're a hundred percent right. I think it will very quietly move to the back of the room. And we are going to see more assessments, some sort of authentication, that sort of thing. You're absolutely right there. I love those words. I completely agree. Yeah.
0: One last quick prediction. 2024 is the year that we will see a major corporation, a large employer. I'm talking 50,000 and more employees that will have a talent acquisition department with no physical recruiters. I think it's going to be a combination of different roles. That recruiter role will be changed to an account manager that manages all the systems, process, and flows. I think we're going to see several roles that are just not existent or not very common become talent acquisition, and that recruiter will pretty much disappear, but change to a very heavily focused account manager to make sure that the hiring manager. And the candidates are getting the experience they should be getting, but not physically recruiting, not physically sourcing.
1: Interesting. Wow. So your prediction is that we will see this happen in at least one big company. Now, I don't see a twinkle in your eye that you know something, but absolutely the timing is right. The tools are here. There's been years of employee self serve and hiring manager self serve that the role of more account manager. I love it. I love it. I hope you're right. I hope you're right on that prediction.
0: So, Mm -hmm. Shelly, what's your predictions?
1: Okay. And again, I don't have any inside information on this. And kind of like last year, I was maybe wishful thinking. I believe that someone, is going to what I call crack the code on LinkedIn. Who it is, I don't know. Could be like a rogue developer or somebody who knows the inside secrets of what is holding LinkedIn back from using AI and offering it to us, that is recruiters, as the tool that really it should be used as. In other words, gone are the days of using LinkedIn recruiter Search bar type of tools to predictive using all the power of the data that's in LinkedIn. But when I say crack the code, it is changing how Microsoft treats LinkedIn. Because right now, I feel like LinkedIn has just been dormant for so many years, not really innovative. But now, with Microsoft and all their focus, or maybe distraction on open AI, this may be the year where we're going to see something really innovative happen with LinkedIn.
0: So just for our wager, how are we going to measure this? Because they've launched a bunch of AI tools, right? In the last three, four months, like AI to write your job profile, AI to write your job. Yeah, no, it's just chat yeah. It's an AI tool that they've built in, they've launched. So how are we going to measure what's going to be a game changer for us to be like, yeah, they crack the code.
1: I believe it'll probably be like someone who could go toe to toe with a LinkedIn and they build a product that actually enables us to quickly and efficiently find quality certified profiles on LinkedIn. There's so many pieces that are sitting there ripe, but nobody's pulling it all together. Meaning LinkedIn, you have your certified profiles, right? They're legit. Yeah. Cracking the code means you finally can use it as a live, all-in-one-single-place recruitment database.
0: Okay. Do you have another prediction?
1: Well, you kind of stole my thunder there because I believe that the use of assessments will skyrocket in popularity. It will be a huge trend in 2024, the use of assessments. Soft skill or hard skills? We already have the hard skills. You can test somebody. How well do you know Excel? Do you know a debit from a credit? And I'm not saying this just because they're our sponsor. I believe this from the very minute that I met Plum, that they're onto something huge. You can't game it. You can't try and trick it. You can't AI your way through it. And it gives something back. Like you get that dopamine hit of, wow, this is really good. And it does describe me. And yes, I am happiest when most of my job is doing these three things or these tasks, that type of assessment. They're the next version or brand of a psychometric assessment because it's tied so closely to employment.
0: Interesting. I think you are right. But I do also think there's all these types of assessments are hard skills. They're going to come back. I think we're going to see it Better than it's been in the past. Quicker, faster, being able to give us a real picture. Can they actually do what they're saying they're doing? I think it's going to be a combination of both. I think you're right on Plum. I think this is the wrong time to say that this segment was sponsored by Plum. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, But Plum, we're fans, right? Like We wouldn't have you as a sponsor on a show if we didn't think you're great and you have a product that's actually pretty impressive. So, and
1: going to change the world. I know that's a bold statement. And yes, I have always had a very high interest in this type of thing, but never thought anybody would get it figured out as beautifully as they have.
0: I think what we're going to see, and this is maybe a little bit of a different shift than even what we've talked about in the last couple of years, just like just hire people. Forget about this. Forget about assessment. I think that is changing dramatically. And I feel that I was maybe wrong on pushing like quick apply. I think we need to take more time. There's got to be an overall focus on quality, because if not the noise of AI, it's going to fuck all of us in recruitment. Like we're going to be like chickens with our head cut off.
1: Yes. And still trying to figure out if They just use chat GPT to write the resume or is this even a real person? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Do you have any personal or professional predictions for 2023?
1: Personally, it's not really a prediction. I I was going to say that I will travel somewhere, but it's going to be spontaneous because it's a big birthday year for me.
0: Oh, you're hitting 80. Finally.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) I know. Don't I look great for 80? I know. Uh huh. It must be all that booster juice that I drink or something. But professionally, I believe there's going to be a big business opportunity for me and blend what I love doing. And maybe it's because it's coinciding with a big birthday year, but I've got this real ambition to start something new and do something that 80% of the time. It's exactly what I want to do. It's where I'm happiest. And yes, it'll have to do with interviewing, recruiting, and training, because that is my happy place. And well, what about you, Search? Here's what I'm gonna predict about you.
0: Yeah, please. What are you gonna predict?
1: You guys are gonna get a dog.
0: No. No. I know you we? say
1: no, but Don't I say that. 2024, I think you're gonna get a dog.
0: Mallory's only one Christmas thing that she wants. It's a dog, but we're not Aww. ready. We're not ready. Shall I we? I know. I know. I hope she doesn't listen to this one, but <laughs> I'm just not ready yet. And I do want one. And I think it's important for kids to grow up mm-hmm. with a dog. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to it, but we will. That's a prediction, but I think you're going to be wrong, but we'll see it at the end of the year. Okay. Um, For me, the same thing. I think there's a big things professionally that are coming in this space. We are going to predict that the Recruitment Flex is going to be double the size in audience by the end of next year because there's a lot of things coming. So I'm excited about that. On that note, here for our wager, your prediction is assessments will skyrocket in popularity. We're going to have to make some clear metrics around that, Shelley. Like you should know. I'm a sales leader. KPIs okay. are, are criticals, and my one that I'm sticking to, my main prediction, is we see the first recruitment department at a large corporation have zero recruiters. That's okay. the one I'm sticking to, and to recruit right. by zip a close second. We want to hear your prediction, so please don't hesitate to reach out and tell us what's going to happen in 2024.
1: Have a merry Christmas, search. Au revoir.
0: Merry Christmas you.